The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And hello, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door. This is Ascended Masters Online Radio, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. And we're all three here and ready to do this. We are. Today, we are basing our program on a book titled... Strategies of Light and Darkness by Elizabeth Clare Prophet and Mark L. Prophet. And the reason we're doing this is probably going to seem pretty obvious, but we've promised you on many of our broadcasts that we would deliver practical tools and techniques for the survival of your soul, for this eventual ascension, and to kind of navigate uh, life's um, spiritual pitfalls. So anyway, we're going to be talking about um, uh, various of these strategies that the dark side tend to inflict upon us, and strategies of light to counteract them. And I want to mention this to you now, and I will throughout the show. If you go to tsl.org slash strategies, tsl.org slash strategies, that will um, send you uh, to a link where you can um, take a look at the book, Strategies of Light and Darkness. I know on Amazon you can take a peek inside. I'm not sure what they even call it these days, but you can... You can get a free a freebie. Uh, take a look at it. Uh, there are 33 strategies listed in this book. Of course, there are probably many more, but there are 33. And um, we're going to cover some of them today. We have an hour, so we won't get to all of them, certainly. But we're going to cover some. And before we launch into this, um, one of the things that the masters have um, told us is that the strategies of darkness, of the dark forces, and these can, by the way, we're talking about fallen angels here, as Terry mentioned before the show began today, there's demons and discarnate entities and various different uh, levels and, and kinds of beings of darkness. Uh, but there's uh, an enemy arrayed against the success and the victory of your soul that you do need to know about. And the masters say that these strategies of darkness are ancient. They have not changed in, in millennia. Um, one of the reasons why they haven't changed is because, unfortunately, they work. And so you need to be armed. If you really want to uh, have your victory in this life and advance on the, uh, the uh, spiritual journey, you do need to know what you're up against. You know the enemy. You, you do, Tom. And knowledge is power. And 
you know, they're, they're, they're serpentine, which is, you know, <laughs> they were the serpents, so I guess that's logical. But they know our weaknesses. They know our ploys. They know our love of God. They'll even play off of that yeah. to get sympathy or to trick us and so forth. And it's kind of an aha moment when you hear some of these strategies. Yeah. And it's freedom. Because it frees you from being the victim of these strategies, and they have been propagating them against us, as, as Tom mentioned, mm-hmm. for millennia. And, of course, every time we come to embodiment, you know, we kind of forget what happened before, and so we become victim to these because, in many cases, the purity of our heart and certain vulnerabilities the light bearers do have. So knowledge is power. And when you have this knowledge, you can turn away from this and say, no, I don't believe that. It's not true. You can laugh at it, whereas in the past, you might have fallen victim to it. Indeed. And one of the things we want to make sure we do is keep this as simple as possible because that way it'll, it'll stay in your, in your mind and memory. Um, the masters advise us to um, develop the three Ds. And the, the, the three Ds are discernment, discrimination, and determination. Um, the discernment is when we know the spectrum of strategies and recognize them in our lives. Discrimination is when we perceive which one is at play in any given moment. And determination is when we resolve to use this knowledge to overcome the darkness. So having said that, you guys want to say anything before we launch into these strategies? Well, I, I just wanted to add, you know, going over some of the material that we're going to cover today, uh-huh. uh, that Mark Prophet had something very definite to say about the beauty of of uh, Lucifer. Oh, yeah. A very nice-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. And well, he so, was a pretty high-fallen angel, wasn't he? Well, he was. And so that tells you right away that, you know, <laughs> uh, if somebody's doing something against your light or whatever, don't fall into the trap of saying, well, he's such a nice guy. He's, yeah. he's you know, And then we'll so talk likeable. about that sympathy and, and likability and so forth. You know, years ago, and this will tell my age, do you remember a show called The Twilight Zone? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rod Serling, you bet. <laughs> anyway, there was one show where there was a standoff for this soul and it was a man in black and a man in white. And, of course, people assumed the guy in white was the good guy, right? <laughs> ah. And it was like the battle between these two. But, in other words, you know, we don't, you know, we've said this before. We don't look out and say who's a fallen angel, who is. It doesn't really matter. No. What matters is you understand the energy and what you need to deal with it and so forth and not let superficialities deceive you because they're good at that, too. So yeah. there's a, you get kind of a gut reaction, uh, yeah, and a, sure. soul, a soul reading on, yeah. on people, and yeah. you need to listen to that. Yeah. Well, well, I can't wait to get started, can we? Well, yeah. well I, I would like to just address what Terry brought up, because I, we are going to kind of cover that later in the show, but since you brought it up, let's do it now. Yeah. Um, both Mark Prophet and Elizabeth Prophet have spoken many times about the likability of the devil. Right. And um, one of the things that I think it was Mark uh, who said... Um, the, the devil, he said, I don't think of the devil as appearing around the world with a fork in his hand ready to impale us. <laughs> in reality, Lucifer himself is very attractive. He's just as good looking physically as Christ ever was. And this is the truth. He's a very angelic, majestic, majestic looking being. There's not anybody I've ever met that I think can look any godlier than Lucifer, if you want to go for looks. You know, then he said, but I want to tell you something about him. He likes the same things God's, God likes. He likes good music. He likes spirituality. He abhors evil. Do you know that? This is the thing that's going to amaze you. Lucifer hates evil because he considers himself the arch duplicator of God. So I just wanted to kind of say that. That's because, really you know, powerful information. Yeah. And, and, of course, he allows evil or he promotes evil because he was cut off from God. He didn't exactly. get any more light from God. The only way he can get it is through by robbing the light of the children of God upon this planet. Indeed. And so that's where the ploys come. You see, Air, Lucifer was so proud 
Yeah. You know, he thought himself as better than God. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's pretty diabolical, actually. It's very. <laughs> to put it mildly. <laughs> put it and mildly. so, and getting back to likability, too, you know, people that have, you know, it's in, I hate to say politicians, but it, it, you know, there's some people like that and salespeople. And, oh, yeah. You know, that <laughs> will we'll use that personality and the likability and the flattery and the interest and so forth to get you to do what you want to do. So you can think of the, the, the fallen angels as tormenting you and so forth to get you things or whatever, but you don't think of them necessarily as this likability issue. It doesn't mean every person is as likable as a fallen angel, but you just have to be able to read vibration. Is it pure? Is it real? Or what's going on here? And it's interesting because we'll get into condemnation and flattery, which are two opposite sides of the same coin and how they're used against the light bearers. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's discernment. It's that, it's that line of truth that you have to be on. And you have to ask God to help you to be there, too. Exactly. Well, so let's go into these. The first strategy of darkness is separation from the body of God. And this is always the first one. The plot of the forces of darkness is to deprive us of the knowledge of the members of the true body of God, our brothers and sisters in heaven and on earth. And this move is made against the light bearer in an attempt to cut him off from hierarchy. Yeah. In other words, you know, you're not a part of anything. You know, you're, you know... I should say right now that they'll use multiple strategies simultaneously, you know, yeah, including yeah. the condemnation, you're a sinner, nobody loves you, you know, there's nobody out there like you, you're really an oddball, you know, because, you know, that's oh, yeah. the way light bearers feel. I don't think the way the rest of, pe- rest of the world thinks, so what's the matter with me? But to know that there are brothers and sisters of light out there that are like you, that share the same values, the same goals, the same hopes, there is a community of the Holy Spirit that you could be a part of to True. reinforce you in your path. It's a great thing. Study the life of the saints, you know. And, and if we have community, if we have, know that others are on the same path with us, it really helps, you oh, know. I think that's one of the strategies. You know, this strategy of separation from the body of God is really a three-in-one. It's the separation from hierarchy, and it's the sense of feeling isolated and alone. And as you just mentioned, you study the lives of the saints. These are people like the ascended masters. They've been where we are. They know what we're going through. They're not, what we experience is not foreign to them. In fact, they've traveled the same road we're traveling. You know, and remind ourselves, I, mean, I think some people think, you know, does God even know I exist, so uh-huh. to speak? You know, does yeah. God love me? You know, am I so worthless? You know, God knows the number of hairs on your head, Jesus taught us. <laughs> so you are valued. You have the light of God within you, but you have to exercise your free will to be victorious over not only the external elements of the fallen angels, but our human consciousness that works in tandem with the fallen angels to keep us from the path of light, the path of spiritual progress, the path of knowing who we are in God and where we're going. And, and you know, I was, uh, I'm reflecting on the 70s, you know, the only, oh. the only time you could find people who thought like you was to hang out at a health food store, you know, and eat uh, alfalfa sprouts and, and stuff. Drink and, carrot juice, yeah. and drink carrot juice, yeah. And drink carrot juice and read these cosmic books that were sitting on the shelf. But, uh, I, I, and, and then the thought occurs to me that at some point, the fallen angels realized that, hey, there's a whole bunch of these people that are just starting to wake up. You know, I mean, you had even a song called This is the Dawning of the Age of Aquarius, you know. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, the, all of these things started to get poo-pooed, you know. And, and there again, that's that condemnation thing, which we'll cover at some point. Well, we have a tendency, I think, and this is a generality, but I think the tendency is to feel worthless. And I think we've been trained to think that way in the West, at least, uh, unfortunately. And, and, so they have a niche. They have a way in. They have a way. Because we're, we're worthless sinners. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know. And, and, and of course, the reason I, I made that point was because... 
at those health food stores, you could find people that could talk about karma, oh, yeah. reincarnation, sure, of course. And, and ascended masters in one thing and another. And so basically you were, you were finding your brothers and sisters, and, and there were a lot of them out there. Well, and I think our souls know that it is false to believe that we're alone, but yet we fall victim to that sense of isolation and aloneness because we don't have a, the, the, the underpinning, I think, to say, wait a minute. Uh, that's not true. Yeah. yeah. Tom, let's just pause for a second if we can and talk about the mechanism by which some of these strategies are, are utilized. They can work through other people, through our human consciousness. And there's something very important to understand, which is called aggressive mental suggestion. And we'll go back. What this means, basically, is, you know, go back to the screw tape letters where, you know, he's got a demon on one shoulder and an angel on the other <laughs> whispering in his ear. This is what they'll do. The following ones will project on us through our, ment- through our mind thoughts that we think are our own. And they're not our own. Oh, you're a terrible person. Oh, you've made so many mistakes. You can never really be uh, a son or daughter of God and make your ascension. Oh, you have so many shortcomings. After a while, you know, they repeat this over and over again. And we, what do we do? We start to believe it. Or, or somebody says, hey, you're never going to amount to a thing. Yeah. I mean, how many children have had the parents say that? Right. Devastated their lives. Yeah. So you have to be aware that this is a plot and catch those things. And, I, I, you know, I've shared this before, but I, was, I had a real problem when I first came to teach the Center Masters with self-condemnation, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I used to hear these things, you know, and all these things are revolving, you know, I really am a bad person, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then one day I heard this voice say, you're the worst person on the planet. Oh, my gosh. And you went too far. That was, they, they overplayed their hands, <laughs> yeah. I would say. You know, I said, well, I know I'm not very good, but I don't think I'm the worst person on the planet. And after a minute, I had to laugh at it. Yeah, of course. Because it was so ridiculous, you know. Yeah. I realized they'd been sucking me in, so to speak, forgive my language, for yeah. so long with these projections. And I was buying it because no one had told me it wasn't true. Yeah. Well, and that is a very key thing to keep in mind is that we allow this consciousness to grow if we don't challenge it. Little by little, it creeps in like the little little critter that comes under the door. Before you know it, you've got a, a dragon on your back. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know? And it's just if you allow it, if you choose to let it be without questioning or challenging it, it's going to stay there. Right. Anyway, well, gosh, <laughs> here we go well, again. Poof. We've just kind of poofed through a, a, another segment that fast. We've got to take a break, everybody. But please stay with us because we're going to get into more of the meat and potatoes of the strategies of light and darkness. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. 
This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And thanks, everyone, for staying with us. Um, Today, we are talking about the strategies of light and darkness and uh, in an effort to acquaint everybody to the uh, subtle and sometimes not so subtle strategies of the fallen ones to keep us off the beam and keep us from uh, becoming free. Before the break, we uh, started to um, talk a little bit about self-condemnation. I know that that uh, yeah, rang I, a bell. Yeah, it did. And I think, you know, we also have to look at our history as a soul the past 2,000 years and what is one of the primary doctrines of Christianity. Uh, not the true doctrine, but the doctrine that was put forward by the church, and that is we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We're not going to get to heaven except that Jesus died on the cross, and therefore we've got a free pass. Well, there's multiple aspects of that when you think about it. Number one, you know, are we made in the image of God or are we worthless sinners? I mean, you know, what's going on here? Right. Well, we've heard so long we're worthless sinners that we believe it at some level of our psyche and being. And so we've accepted that. Okay, so if you start out that as a premise, when you're getting under weight of condemnation and criticism from within or without, you tend to accept it. Because well, that must be true because if I'm a worthless sinner, these things must be true. So that's the starting base yeah. where we're going from there. So if you get beyond that and say, I am not a worthless sinner, yes, I have sinned, yes, I have made karma, I've made mistakes, but I am going to balance that karma, I'm going to right the wrong, I'm going to balance the books, okay? So you can't live under condemnation of mistakes, because everybody makes mistakes, everybody has, and it's the nature of being in physical form on this planet. And the saints. And the saints made mistakes, plenty of them. And they're saints. But it was a set of their sale, and so we can't look for human perfection. And so what they... The, the fallen ones will do will keep riding you over and over again. It's like a tape playing in your mind over and over and over again. You're worthless, you're bad, you've done this, you've done that. You know, you're really not worthy to be on this spiritual yeah. path. I mean, it right. goes on and on. It's just ad nauseum, quite frankly. Well, one of, the, one of the things that is worth bearing in mind here is that the strategy will um, make it feel as if the saints and the sages are so remote from us that we could never reach the height that they have attained. And yet, the purpose of understanding and, and reading and, and knowing the lives of the saints and the ascended masters is just to show you how ordinary they were. And when they made their victory, it was not something that they did as an exception. We all can do it. Yeah. You know, and th- th- this condemnation is a heavy word. And I think sometimes people need to understand that this could come in, in degrees by simply saying, you're not good enough. That is serious significant condemnation or here's here's one they really love after you learn the spiritual truths and understanding you accept them then you blow it oh and yeah then what do you do well now I, I i knew what was wrong and i did it so therefore i can never go forward i'm unforgiven yeah i'm unforgiven well you have to begin with forgiving yourself self-correct ask for the opportunity to balance the karma to move on because you're always going to trip and fall i think until we are ascended beings there's always that potential to trip and fall but all you have to do is get up and keep going yeah now here are some strategies of light to counteract these of darkness. Affirm that God in you is good enough. That's one. Mm-hmm. Study the lives of the saints. They also made mistakes. Right. Study the psychology of your soul. 
Get underneath, you know, the things that, that you can learn about yourself that drive you, the, the subconscious programming. Um, and then here's an, I love this. Laugh at the devil and don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> well, mean, you know, Mark Prophet, he, he stopped a, a, like a service one time or whatever and said, okay, I want everybody to laugh. And then he explained what was going <laughs> yeah. on. There was some sort of a, a demon or whatever hiding in, under the staircase and, and they just laughed him out of existence. Yeah, and the light of God is in you. You are good enough. Don't forget that. That's right. the thing. That's the saving grace is any time these temptations arrive, wait a minute. The light of God is in me. I am good enough. Yeah, and it's not, we're not about perfecting the human. Okay. That's, that's a key. It doesn't work. It's never going to happen. But Jesus said, be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Yeah. How do you become perfect? You put on the consciousness of God, the Christ within you, you put on in increments till you become one with it. And then you Indeed. are perfect in the Christ consciousness. I want to add just one thing here, if I may, and then we'll move on about the condemnation thing. You know, most of us, you know, the allegory of the fall of man, we did have a fall where we left the presence of God, for whatever reason, the ancient, what we call mystery schools, the Garden of Eden, whatever, and we chose to go out into the world instead of following the path of spiritual adeptship. So we have this record, we, this memory deep in our subconscious, where we did walk away from the light. And, right. this, and a lot of us have felt that maybe a sense of condemnation because we left off our spiritual, the, the truth and opportunity. Well, we've come a long way. We're going home again. We have to forgive ourselves for that. And know that, you know, God's going to allow us to correct this wrong. So there's no reason ever to be under any self-condemnation. In fact, the masters teach, when you are under self-condemnation, you are separate from God. Outside the circle of God. Yeah. I've heard that terminology yeah. used yeah. before. Wow. So don't fall for that lie. Yeah, and, and that's exactly it. The stra- these strategies are literally lies. There's no truth to them. One of the things about the whole freedom path here in terms of, you know, accepting and embracing the light the light is pure. The light is truth. There's nothing dark about it. There's no shadow in it. There's no place where you can compromise it. It is, it is pure. It is yours. You deserve it. You are worthy of it. Take that as gospel. Yeah. And, you know, God, you know, says in the New Testament, God will remember your sins no more. Yeah. Once they're balanced, God's forgotten about them. But who doesn't forget about them? The devil. They'll remind you at every chance they get or every embarrassing moment. Or, you know, even people commenting on your physical appearance that we take into us, you know, and all these things. So just laugh it off. What You know, Mark Prophet used to joke, you know, he wasn't the most, maybe the most handsome man in the world. But so what? You know, he had character. He had the light in his face, if you could see it, <laughs> instead of looking for the superficiality of the fallen angels. So, yeah. you, know, and I, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, these uh, every once in a while, some political uh, figure or person will, will pop up on the screen of, and... And there, and there seems to be a purity about them. And all of a sudden, they start going after them, one thing after another. And then they'll, they'll ride these, these different little things that someone has done. Oh, uh, you talk like, like the media. Yeah, the media. Yeah. yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, those people are just out of the way. Okay. Well, well, they it, can't take it. Yeah. Well, that's where you need the, the, you know, if you're a light bearer that's trying to do something on this planet... You need the protection of God, the light of God around you, because otherwise, this is, this, let me give you this image that I heard once that really helped me. If you see a million people standing out on a plane, and what do you see? You see a million people, right? But if one person gets up on a ladder and is above the others, so to speak, suddenly they're visible. Okay? Right. So whenever you pursue the light, whenever you're trying to do something of value upon this planet or challenge the status quo, you become visible, and the force of darkness will go after you. What do you do about that? 
you invoke the presence of Archangel Michael and the holy angels to protect you. What has happened in the past, those that didn't have this protection are known to call for it, usually met an unfortunate end, one yeah. way or the other. Yeah, yeah. It will, sad to say, the knowledge of Archangel Michael, the knowledge of the Ascended Master's path of the Ascension has been deprived of us. And that is one of the strategies of darkness, is basically to deprive us of the knowledge of the path home to God. That we can make our ascension. The yeah. greatest fear of the fallen ones is that we will find out who we are, <laughs> yes. where we're going, yeah. and the tools God has given us to help us get there, because that's the end of them. If, if, if the planet become wise to the strategies of the fallen ones, they can't rob the light from the children of God. They're cut off, and when they're cut off, they'll shrivel up, and their existence will be no more. Right, yeah. Um, before we leave this topic of condemnation, you know, one of the things that I think is worth repeating is that it doesn't necessarily come in big pieces. It can come in very little, tiny increments, one little flaw at a time. You've got a pimple on your face. Your ears are too big. I mean to mention that to you. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. One moment, ladies and gentlemen. I've got to take care of something here. But, you know, what I'm saying is that uh, this isn't something that is necessarily going to be obvious to us. If we accept a belief that's an imperfect image of our true godly nature, and we allow that to continue to be there, it gets layered. It's kind of like um, accretion. You know, it's the deposit of silt at the bottom of an ocean that becomes rock a million years from now. But if we allow it to continue, if we allow it to be there and to, to, to not be challenged or even questioned, it's going to stay. Because yeah. this is our free will choice. So one of the things you just mentioned Sid, uh, we do, I know we mentioned this a lot, but it's worth repeating. We have the angels at our disposal. They are, they are created to be our servants, our mentors, our guides. We have to ask them for their help. So when we are confronted with a question, is this right or wrong, or we're confronted with um, some kind of a um, strategy that we recognize, call to the angels. Beloved Archangel Michael, help me, help me, help me. Um, call to, to Uriel. Call for discernment from the Holy Spirit. Uh, whatever, whatever feels in, is right in your heart in that moment, it's okay. And what's call amazing for, is call that, for reinforcements. And what's amazing is that if you call, make that call to Archangel <coughs> Michael like you did just then, he is there now. They're waiting to be called. They are waiting to help. But they cannot come unless we ask for them. They are, yes. That's the law. <laughs> that is cosmic law indeed. Yeah, so this is not a mental body exercise. No, it's not. Folks. This takes, <laughs> as you said, discernment, discrimination, and determination. And you really have to ask God for your help because things can be deceptive. They don't look the way they do. But if you ever see a situation, again, something doesn't feel comfortable here. I can't get my... My hands on it exactly. You know, ask God to show you, expose the truth. So this is this is you're proactive. It's not a defensive strategy, although in some ways it's being aware of it. Well, it's both. You have, it's both. You have to be proactive too in, in looking at these things. And yeah. and you know, the flip side. Let's just go to the flip side of condemnation, which is what flattery. Well, you. Well, it's not the flip well, side. It's yeah. just another, just another color. The it's the opposite thing. pole of the same. It's the opposite continuum. pole, and it's yeah. used by them. It's yeah. a flattery. It's yeah, not I mean, who doesn't like a little flattery, you know? Yeah. And so they'll oh, try. Oh, you do and, such a nice job, yeah, you know, Sid. You're a very special person. <laughs> you should come and be a part of our organization, our movement, because it's obvious to me you have so much light, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If people start saying that to you, you know, just be a little bit careful, you know, about what their true motive is, because that will get people hooked just as much as condemnation will, you know, push them away, so to speak. Well, I think that we will remind our listeners that one of the strategies of light is to give praise and glory to God. Yeah. The things you mentioned this earlier, we're not here to perfect the human. 
Yeah. Or, or <laughs> let, me, let me just throw this in. Or as an entertainer, you've performed a song and everybody's applauding and you say to yourself, Oh, well, thank you very much. I have done a nice I'm job, pretty haven't hot, I? I'm pretty hot stuff. I'm pretty I? good stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm here all week. Try the veal. Yeah. <laughs> but then once you become knowledgeable, then you, can, then you can begin to say to yourself internally, well, praise the Lord. You know, I'm well, really grateful. We are susceptible. By God's grace. We are susceptible to that. Yeah. We're in a culture where the ego is gratified. Everything that we are exposed to points to materialism, to the gratification of the ego, sensuality, mm-hmm. all those things. So, of course, we want to be recognized, we want to be validated, and flattery is going to give us that. Right. If we recognize that the true doer is God, right. then we give praise to the doer. I remember one of the first things I learned in the teachings was that when we were doing decrees, someone said, well, you realize that to do this in a pure sense, God is the decreer. God is the decree... And God is the thing for which you are decreeing. So in other words, God is the doer. God is the essence of the life force that I feel, that we all feel, that we all are attempting here to purify to the greatest extent we can. So I've been thinking, if God is the doer, then why could I possibly take credit for anything that was not ultimately and truly his. Right. So, I mean, it's just, and, 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 you know, humility yeah. is protection. I'm not the, talking about the humility where you lie down, let people walk over you. And that's false humility. That's false humility. It's the humility where you recognize the good within you is from God. It's not your human consciousness. And when you do that, it's very liberating. It, it's freedom, you know, God in me. Great, yeah. praise God, you know. And, and I, I've, I know people have been told that have great talents that have been brought forth and the people really love, they've been giving that, those talents because they have such a big karma. That's the only way they can balance it. So, you know, be humble before God, be humble yeah. before um, God. and know that all gifts you have are by his grace. And, and, and be the, the instrument of his light and his word, and it's a joyful path. Yeah, and if you're being flattered, well, maybe you're being separated from God. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we've got to take a break, everybody. Um, be back in just a couple minutes. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. 
These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And hello, we're back again. Um, Today, talking about strategies of light and darkness. And I want to repeat that this is um, based on a book by Mark Prophet and Elizabeth Clare Prophet called Strategies of Light and Darkness. And if you uh, want to know more about that, want to take a peek inside, go to tsl.org slash strategies. And uh, take a peek. I think you're going to be very intrigued by what you see. And I would say personally, this is a book I've carried with me probably for at least the last 15 years, if not more. And whenever I have a spare moment, I'll kind of take a look. And even though these strategies that we talk about will seem fairly common and understandable, it's amazing how subtle they can be and how easily we can allow them to exist in our consciousness without maybe fully challenging them. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I wanted to do before we move into another strategy, we have been talking, in fact, almost the entire last segment was about um, condemnation and this feeling that we are not good enough. And I just wanted to make this point is that when, when you believe in a God who condemns you, that's a God you're going to hate. And this is the antithesis of what we're trying to say here is that a lot of um, people who are otherwise spiritually oriented who can make the kind of a claim that you are in any way, shape, or form not entirely worthy of God's love, basically you start to believe, well, if they're saying that, then that's how God feels. Well, no, that's not how God feels. God loves you. God sees you truly. The immaculate concept we've spoken of before, there's no flaw in his vision of you, and there should be no flaw in your vision of yourself, you know. We got some cleanup work to do. Oh, yeah, we got lots of karma to balance, of course. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah. let's move on um, to another strategy, which is sympathy. And I'll just read this very opening um, comment, then we can take it from here. Okay. Um, it has been said that the fallen ones, if they cannot get you in any other vibration, they will always get you on sympathy. They get you to feel sorry for them and their plight. Anyway, I just thought it was kind of funny. Those poor angels, they were cast out of heaven. Yeah, they, poor man. They're suffering, you know. And then you remember the song, the Rolling Stones, Sympathy for the Devil? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have it basically thrown in our faces sometimes, and you have to kind of go, wait a minute. You know, they did it to themselves. <laughs> now, that, polar, that polarizes with uh, empathy, doesn't it, too? Well, 
Sympathy is agreement with limitation. Okay. Empathy is a, agreement with the, with the God, the higher part of your, you know, I mean, it's basically tough love if it has to be, but it's definitely not saying, oh, you poor thing. Yeah. yeah and, you know? and so what happens is the light bearers, because they have compassionate oh, hearts. They have big hearts. You know, they don't understand the difference between sympathy and when they're being played, so to speak. Of course God has love. Of course God has compassion. It's the nature of God. You know, the empathy, understanding when others are going through pain and suffering, of course God is concerned. The angels are concerned. We're brothers and sisters are concerned. But it's not sympathy. Sympathy, you go down to the lower level instead of helping the other person to come up to a higher level. And this whole plot of the fallen ones, they'll play on the, on the, on the compassion of the light bearers yeah. by trying to get money from them, trying to get favors, trying to get whatever thing, and listen to their basic message. You know, God cast us out of heaven. Can you believe that? <laughs> Yeah, you know, it well, of course, hurts. they defied God, they rejected God, and they've been propagating, you know, tremendous evil on this planet for eons, and they want our sympathy. You know something, Sid? <laughs> Somebody was talking about this the other day, and it might have been you, actually. I, gotta, I, I don't remember specifically, but it had to do with the fact that angels, by their very nature, are followers. Yeah. And that when one-third of the angelic hosts fell, many of them simply did so because they were following the lead of their of leader, the, of their leaders, yeah. the Lucifer, whatnot, and I, I almost, I almost went to this place of, oh, if the, only they'd known. I started to feel sorry <laughs> for those that didn't know any better, that simply were following the leader, and I thought, well, they didn't mean to do it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but well, free will, free will reigns supreme. Yes, indeed, I you know. know. And the two thirds angels didn't fall, right? Yeah. So yeah. you can see there was a difference there. But you can see where the hook could be. Of course. It's a, well, you go back to the garden. <laughs> Surely you shall not die. Yeah. What does that mean? Serpentine logic. You know, is that the roll of the dice? Maybe you will and maybe you won't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, I can tell you the recording angels are just as much in Vegas as they are any place upon this planet. <laughs> so it's the lie of the serpent. You can get away with it. Well, just a little bit here. What does it matter? Yeah. You see? Yeah. By taking a stand for truth and light and integrity and honor in your dealings with other people, you are challenging the entire basis of their existence, which is relative good and evil. Relative. Oh, we're not really so bad, are we? Look at all these good things we've done. Yeah. You see that? So, you know, I remember when The Passion of Christ came out. Remember that that movie? uh, What's his name? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson did. And I remember the New York Times was very upset about this movie because it said there was, you know, too much violence and all this kind of thing. And basically what they're saying, we don't like this absolute light and darkness. We like the relative good and evil. You know, maybe the Pharisees weren't such bad folks after all. It was a misunderstanding. They meant meant well. Yeah. Yeah. So so (laughs) this doesn't mean we become fanatical, but what it means is we don't have sympathy for the devil and sympathy for the fact that they have rejected God. You know, and God's left the door open. They can always come back. If they will bend the knee, they can can return to God and balance their karma like anyone else. So if they want to, there's a way home. But their way home is not for us to give them our light when they don't haven't earned it or and I, I think we yeah. have I think we have enough attunement to recognize the serpentine logic I think there's a part of us that knows better even if we don't necessarily follow what we know but you know this yeah. you said before if we knew better we'd do better well there's a part of us that probably can discern that serpentine logic so when that serpent says surely you will not die so yeah well maybe so and stop calling me surely <laughs> <laughs> and then we need to develop the uh, the ability and the strength to be able to say 
Get thee behind me, Satan. Oh, yes. Get thee behind me, fallen angel. Get thee behind me, demon. Get thee behind me. I'm not buying it anymore. You challenge the vibration. And, and, and again, this doesn't mean we aren't compassionate. We don't, you know, obviously we love God's children. We do everything we can to help them. But you, you, I think we've all experienced someone that won't do things for themselves, what they should be doing, and expect others to do it for them. And that's the modus operandi of the fallen angels. And when people get in the sympathy, poor me vibration, you know, when they can do something themselves, it's really unlawful to help them. You know, you can point out them this, you know, what's going on. But this idea where they, you know, can you just give me another twenty dollars? You know, it's like a thing. I'm, do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? In other yeah, words, totally. There, there's there's a time for compassion and giving of our all, as, i.e., Mother Teresa. And there's a time to say no. You need to take accountability for your life. Well, when you're discerning, or you you are in a situation where you feel you need to discern between sympathy and compassion, sympathy is a downward spiral. Compassion is an upward spiral. And there's a question you can ask yourself whenever you're confronted with this decision. And that is, what is the best and highest good here? And act accordingly. When you can stop yourself long enough to say, okay, I'm hearing this. I'm feeling hooked. What's the highest good? So somebody's panhandling? Well, maybe you don't want to be involved in their karma. And maybe you know that by giving them something, you're simply prolonging the time that they're going to take stuck. But that doesn't mean you don't help people any. We t- I mean, I remember once it's I was be legit. walking at lunch when I in a large city where I used to live, and uh, this girl came up and he said, you know, I, I, I have no money. I'm, I'm really hungry and so forth. Can you please give me money for lunch? And I said, no, I won't give you money for lunch, but I'll buy you lunch. Let's go over here. Mm-hmm. And she kind of laughed. She said, oh, you're pretty smart, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see, so, so yeah. you know, there, there is a time to help, obviously. And if you're not sure, ask God to show you, um, you know, what is the answer. Uh, I gave a sandwich. To a guy once, we, we pulled up at a, um, it was a freeway off ramp, and he's sitting there. I handed him a sandwich. <laughs> he looked at it, and he looked at me. And he gone, wanted to say thank you, but the light changed, and I turned, and I looked back in my rearview mirror, and he's tossing the sandwich. <laughs> you know, you know, I had a guy. Pretty, we, pretty well fed. Back in Los Angeles and Glendale, we lived uh, just, a, uh, just, uh, just not, there were, there were railroad tracks right behind the houses across the street. And so here was this guy that had just gotten off, <laughs> jumped off of a car. And he came over, and he was knocking on our door, and he wanted, a, he wanted a sandwich. And I said, I'll give you one only if you sit down with my twin little boys here and talk to them about life. Oh, good. So it was a trade. You sure, know? yeah. Anyway. Well, no, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about sandwiches. That came to my mind. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think the point is uh, we go back to the three Ds. Yeah. Discernment, discrimination, determination. We need to constantly cultivate our discrimination. In our discernment. It isn't something we simply have at our disposal without practice. Yeah. And you know, sometimes if you're not sure, you do border on being generous. I remember one of the masters said, you do, if you see a homeless person, don't leave them there. You know, do something for them. Yeah, you know? sure. It's a great plight, a great pain. Right. And, and even if you can just direct them to a place where they can get help, because there are precious people on this planet that have lost their way, and they are down and out, and they do need help. But again, it's understanding... Um, you know, where that is and, and, and when you give it and when you don't. Well, I saw a guy with a sign that said, this is more fun than working. <laughs> he was at least honest. <laughs> oh, man. Here's a dollar. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. One of the other, um, I think one of the tactics we're probably going to save for the next section, the segment, since we're almost done with number three already, is this divide and conquer. I think this oh, is boy. one of those um, strategies that, we could probably devote an entire show to and scratch the surface only, but I think yeah. when we come back, maybe want to um, cover that one, or at least uh, one of you guys sure. nudge me, remind me. Right. But before we go to break, um, as has been our practice for um, a couple of months now, kind of like to bring in a little bit of 
good news or at least news that doesn't have a totally negative spin or one that kind of doesn't want to darken your soul. And I was just looking at a couple of headlines before I came in today, and I just thought I'd share them because they, they, they point to certain things that, you know, we can care and feel pretty good about. Um, one of them was, this is for the first time in seven years, there was no uh, fatality of U.S. forces in Afghanistan wow. in the month of March. Um, this has only happened three times. I think we've been in, at war for 12 years now, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. it was two, 2001 or 2002. Yeah. Yeah. This is only the third time wow. in all those many, many months where there was not a fatality. So I thought that's, that's pretty good, good news. Yeah. We're, we, we, we're not pacifists, but we pray for peace. Yeah. Um, also, an interesting thing, and this kind of caught my eye, and I'm not even sure why, maybe because of the movie that was out recently, but um, Sea Piracy, you know, the Somali pirates and all the right. things. There's a movie out there. It's been falling steadily. Three years mm-hmm. now, it's been going down. Mm-hmm. And the coral reef, the great barrier reef off the coast of, of Australia, is recovering. And there were a lot of doom, doom and gloom stories about the, yeah. these little coral polyps were dying off by the gazillions. And it was going away. This beautiful, pristine environment was coming back. Oh, I thought I'd kind of mention that to you, that, you know, there's some, there's some good news. Yeah. It's yeah. got a little some for the environment here, some for those who are, you know, politically savvy. Well, there is a lot of, aren't a lot of good things happening on this planet. We just can't allow the bad things to overshadow them. Exactly. And that's yeah. one of the reason I brought it up is that we can be, have our, our image clouded by pessimism yeah. if we allow it. That's a strategy, too. Yeah. Don't be pessimistic. Be optimistic. And in the God face is of, not a pessimist. God is not a pessimist. <laughs> so on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll be back for one more segment. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And welcome back, everyone. We're very happy you stayed with us. Today, we're talking about strategies of light and darkness. And uh, this is based on a book. 
Strategies of Light and Darkness by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. And if you're interested in looking at that a little bit more in detail, tsl.org slash strategies. Now, in the book, um, there are 33 strategies of darkness, and, of course, there are 33 stat- strategies of light to counteract those of darkness. And um, they're probably not the only ones, but they're the ones that have been um, most successful over millennia. And if you were to um, look at the, uh, the top five or the top three or whatever, one of those that would always be a perennial classic favorite would be Divide and Conquer. Yeah, boy. <laughs> We see it everywhere. We, we see they. It. We they. We they. Yeah. And, and you, yeah. know, you have to understand this. You <laughs> see the, you know, these bumper stickers we're talking before that you know, coexist no matter who you are, let's exist together. Well, you have to realize that there is a difference between the light bearers and the fallen angels. Yeah. Okay? There's a difference there. Okay? Yeah, there, there They've is, chosen yeah. different paths. Okay? <laughs> but what the fallen angels do is they try and get the light bearers to fight against each other. They get them on opposing viewpoints yeah. or they get them into a war. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, why do the fallen ones like war? Because when people are killed, the blood of the people that are killed releases light, and they mm-hmm. can vampirize the light. It also lets them keep the population down, so they can't be challenged too much. You know, so divide and conquer is a classic strategy, and one we have to be aware of. It doesn't mean we agree with everybody on everything, <laughs> but what it means is you don't allow division to keep you from the things that you do agree upon, which are the you know for the light bearers, it's the it's the path, it's the truth, it's the light. We can have different you know, disagreement on things of, of, of other natures, and that's fine. We're, you know, that's okay. But not division on the basic truths of God, the laws of God, the honor of God, the, the, the presence of God within us, the path we pursue, our goal, and so forth. And the fallen ones will try and condemn people that come up with this light or this teaching or divide them from the rest of society. You know, mm-hmm. they're different, therefore they must be bad. Well, there was this, the um, uh, Song of Hiawatha. Mm-hmm. Um, all your strength is in your union. All your danger is in discord. Yeah. And I think that we understand that uh, academically, that there is great strength in unity. We know that. But by the same token, when somebody wants to gain power over us, the fewer of us there are, the less strength and power we have because as a unified whole, we have been diminished. Well, are, are trying to divide people on race. I mean, black and white is a classic well, one. Politics, know? I mean, you know. We have different evolutions on this planet that embody different places for different reasons. Of course, there are different races, you know, mm-hmm. and that's fine. That's that's God's plan. But when you create this division, then you keep people apart and keep the light bearers apart. And I got to just add one thing here. It's interesting, you know, some of the very radical elements, so to speak, of the civil rights of the United States were actually re-embodied slave owners. Okay? Oh my! In other words, God. they had karma from being a slave owner. And they, had, they didn't have a lot of love and light, some of these people. They had a lot of hatred. So what happens because of the karma, they re-embody you know, on the other, on the the other s- side, of the, <laughs> but they take their hate to the other one. So that just reinforces this, you can I see. see. Yeah. So, you know, we can't allow those divisions. We are all children of light, uh, and the fallen angels were created by God, too, but they have chosen to go in another direction, and we can't be a part of that. Well, And, and the races are really the seven rays, are they not? I mean, you have the... You have the, the African race, which is the, the deep blue violet, uh, which is one, one of the rays, and, and, uh, yep. and, and the, red, the red man and the, the Asians. And so, you know, and the white guys. Yeah, division <laughs> is a lie Yeah, uh, between yeah. the light period. It's a lie, and that lie must be challenged. Okay. And I think that by focusing your heart on the unity of God, the unity of the one, that's the antidote to any of this, because ultimately what you're holding is the immaculate concept for each other. Yeah. That's the, that's the central core 
component of your, your inner divinity. Right. I remember a number of years ago that we have a very large church in Ghana, and the teaching, Mrs. Prof was there, and she gave a teaching that many of the soul, you know, first of all, we've been together many times. There's a group mandala. I'm not talking about the three of us here. I'm talking about the body, <laughs> body of light bearers <laughs> off on this planet. Know each other. You know, uh, um, and so and she, and she was remarking that many of the, the souls embodied in Ghana had chosen there to help the people of Africa. And yet they've been, you know, European and other races and so forth down through the ages. Mm-hmm. So it's wherever our mission is. And we uh, have to yeah. keep that unity and that one between ourselves. Oneness. And, and that's where karma and reincarnation come in. And that's why it gets poo-pooed so much. And it does come down to your willingness to understand who your real self is, Or the too. perversion of that is, we're all the same, we're all equal, everything's relative good and evil, which is a lie, too. But so you can see it, it, you really have to have that discernment, because they'll say, well, you know, there was, there's a movement, you know, the fallen angels on this planet, are they, you know, they're just like us, only they just see things differently. Well, they're not like us, you know, they have <laughs> chosen a different path. So, anyway, you can see how tricky it gets to see the union and net, no, you can't, you know, it's like the Jews were forbidden from intermarrying because there were a lot of the, the fallen ones of some of the other tribes. So, you know, you do have to have that discernment and yet understand the oneness of God. Indeed. And I think, you know, a moment ago mentioned the real self. We have a, um, our Easter retreat coming up. And um, this is uh, April 17th through the uh, 20th. And um, obviously it's a little bit late to make plans to come here in person but if you'd like to get a taste of what it is that we do uh, here as part of the Summit Lighthouse, um, you can join us on the broadcast. It's very inexpensive. And for all of those who might be interested in um, tuning in, either on audio or with the video, you can certainly do so. And let me give you a phone number to call if you're interested. And that is 800-245-5445. That's 800-245-5445. 5445 and if you're listening from an international location you can call us at 406 848 9500 that's 406 848 9500 and attend our retreat by the broadcast. it's amazing through the internet we really can be one we can be one yeah all this technology is just amazing well <laughs> oh yeah gosh. you know i mean I'll, I'll, and with all the newness of these technologies, digital and otherwise, we're still talking about a subject that's old as time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and it wasn't long ago that people had to run these messages by Pony Express. <laughs> well, uh, or, what, or, 100, 150 years ago? Little, yeah, I mean, heck. It's not very long. What's keeping them? Yeah. It's been two weeks. You know? <laughs> well, um, anything you want to say in closing your You know, I just think, you know, we don't want to overwhelm people, you know. <laughs> no, we certainly but, don't. But, you know, knowledge is power. Know that you are a son or daughter of God. Yes, you have sinned. You have made mistakes. And I can think of yesterday. Try and self-correct. We do progress. We take accountability for our actions, whether in this life or another one. God has given us the tools to balance it. And let's not let these tools and strategies of darkness keep us from being who we are meant to be and getting where we need to go. And so, you know, God has so much in store for us. You know, Jesus, you know, said that, you know, you don't even know what God has in store for those that he loves in heaven. But we need to sort of clean up things here, take a stand for the light of the truth, because there's many precious people on this planet that don't have that light. And let's get about our Father's business Mm -hmm. and not being weighed down by these false strategies that have kept us from the light and the truth and our personal victory for longer than we even care to consider. Yeah, and and. Start now, because it doesn't matter what you did in the past. 
Yep. Keep it keep it flowing forward. There's one quote that uh, I think Mark Mark had it in the uh, the book. It was, "There's no such thing as human perfection. If you try to be perfectly human or humanly perfect, you'll wind up in the nut house. <laughs> I mean, it it, it like goes that. nowhere. Yeah. You know? yeah. And yeah. I'm and I'm just thinking too that young people generally have a sense that I've come to do something yeah. different. And they need to be able to realize that. And know they're good enough. And know they're good. If there's no other message to take from this is that you are good enough, you are a worthy son or daughter of God, and you have every right to claim that mantle. It is not something that can be taken from you except by your free will choice. So don't make that choice. Yeah, don't give away your light. Don't give away your light. Anyway, so final comments before we... Uh, Wrap this up. Oh, my gosh. I just, uh, it's been a wonderful show. <laughs> it has been good today. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening in. Um, we really appreciate knowing that you're out there. It gives us a, st- a sense of strength and unity, and uh, without which we wouldn't be doing the show. And, and we are brothers and sisters. And we that. are indeed brothers yeah. and sisters. And yeah. uh, what do we say to everybody who wants to comment? Well, we tell people <laughs> that we enjoy the fact that you're out there, and if you want to if you want to talk to us, just Talk to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's right. We'll get back with you. Webradio. Webradio at, t- at tsl.org. And since we're mentioning all these links, and of course I don't want to confuse the issue too much, but I will mention one more time, if you're interested in knowing more about strategies of light and darkness, go to tsl.org slash strategies. It's right? a wonderful book. Yes. And in the meantime, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this world. world. Thanks for being here with us, everybody. God bless you. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 